What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, again, thank you for everybody that supported us. I always say shout to you guys because I really do appreciate it. We are doing a live podcast, and the date is February 19th. I hope you got your tickets. It's at the Highline Ballroom in New York City, and this is our second one and we're going to be doing more of these more often now uh it's february 19th so it's not valentine's day but it's a perfect valentine's day gift it's uh a night out where Guy and i will be talking relationships we're going to be having a lot of fun there's going to be a lot of sex talk right is that what we're discussing yeah we're going to do sex oh talk you just decided i just decided it's going to be a sex talk live podcast podcast we're going to talk about pleasing your <laughs> Your, uh, I love how you just mates. make these decisions on your own. I just thought about it. I we were supposed to go fun. to dinner tonight to discuss it. And here you are making an announcement about what it's going to be on. Well, That's interesting to me. Okay. Well, we won't decide at dinner. We'll decide after dinner when we have sex. So <laughs> it's going to be, I think it's going to be a nice, I, I was thinking about what we should talk about and where we should go. Oh, I'm having ideas right now. Can we have props? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it, but it's going to be a nice, sexy, fun conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> And we're going to ask some of you guys to come on stage. And well, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm planning it out in my head right now. But uh-huh. the show is February 19th. Make sure you get your tickets right now. There's a few available. It's uh, HighlineBallroom.com. VIP go, tickets are sold out. VIP tickets are yeah, sold out. they sold out immediately. Go to the search box and just type the Casey Crew and it'll pop right up. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We're going to have some comedians uh, yeah. after the podcast to, to, to end off with a laugh. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, so it'll be gonna be food, we're going to show you guys a good time. It'll be drinks. It'll be the podcast. It'll be some comedians and just a, a great night out. I know uh, Monday, I know a lot of you don't have work or school because of, you know, uh, I think it's a holiday. I don't know what holiday it is. Oh, you told me the other day it was President's um, President's Day. You believe me? I don't know. You were talking about, you, you made it seem like it was a bunch of presidents I don't and know. it was their day that day. I, I don't know. Well, it's All-Star Weekend, so I know. <laughs> you know it's All-Star Weekend. I know it's a holiday for me. It's, it's going to be All-Star Weekend, so it's a holiday for me. So we're going to have a bunch of fun, so get your tickets. I think it's very close to selling out, and we'd love to see you guys there. Last year, we had to do two shows because we sold out. Uh, so this year we got a bigger, uh, like a bigger venue, but it's bigger, but it's still intimate. So it's not too big where we can't see everybody. No, it's still intimate. It's going to be like a little powwow where we have fun. So again, the tickets at uh, the HighlineBallroom.com and get your tickets. It should be a lot of fun. Yes. All right. Now, um, there's so many different things to discuss about, you know, because we, we usually talk about our relationship and, you know, we answer emails and we talk about everything in our relationship, whether oh, it's... Oh, can I just stop you for a second? What? I feel like I'm sitting here like all the listeners, like, what's he about to talk about? Because <laughs> I have no idea. I just felt the anticipation, like, where's he going? Oh, you have a bunch of things you want to talk about. Where are you going to go? Um, well, the reason I don't tell you is I like to get your natural reaction to things. Mm-hmm. You know, you are... I was talking to somebody about you earlier and I was, I was telling, yeah, earlier today. Uh, and I was telling him, I said, one thing about Gia is she likes to be in control, meaning (laughs) she likes to know in in bed too, but (laughs) she likes to know what we're talking about and she likes to plan ahead. No, I don't, I don't think that I consciously plan ahead, but I'm the type of person that if you bring up a topic to me, my mind already starts working. And right. it can be, we can be watching Law and Order. And, you know, as soon as the show starts, I'm thinking about where the show is going to go, 
who could the killer possibly be? Is the show trying to trick me? So I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Correct. What is this scene for? What's that character for? I'm just an analytical person. So it's not that I plan things out, but that's just the way that my mind works. Well, meaning like if I say, babe, uh, let's go out tonight at seven. In your mind, you already plan that I got to be ready at this time because I got to wash my face. I have to do my hair. I have to get dressed. That's every female. No, but that's how I am definitely not special for that. No, no. But let me finish. But if I say, babe, let's go out in 15 minutes. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Of course. Right. Like any female would. Right. But sometimes I just like to be like, you know what? This. See, because it does Because you want the raw, no makeup, exactly. hair in a bun, sweatsuit, exactly. sneakers. I want the, oh shit, I never thought about that. Well, my th- t- my answer to this topic is this. Not, well, I've been thinking about this for the last 10 hours and <laughs> I came up with this conclusion. No, I don't like that because it gives you too much time to go back and forth for what you're going to say. Well, you know, when I first thought about it, I thought this, but then pondering... <laughs> No, I don't don't like that shit. I like the raw answer. And then if you start talking and then you'd be like, well, you know what? I didn't think about that. I like that. I just like the raw, uncut. Tell me what the fuck the answer is. Oh, that's what I like sometimes Mm -hmm. with you. I I I know why you do it. But it's just funny. As you start talking, I'm like, oh, what what, what are we going to talk about this week? It's just, it's, it's funny to me. I just had a moment. Go ahead. All right. Well, let's talk about. Pimples on booties. To this, this, You've this, got to be I'm kidding me. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It, it, knowing you, <laughs> we very well could have been talking about pimples on booties. Okay. What are we really talking about? Uh, I want to talk about a situation. And we talk about everything on the podcast. Relationships. We talk about what we're going through. If we're going through problems. If it's our kids. If it's, you know, a mother, mother-in-law. Whatever it may be, we discuss it and talk about it. Because sometimes there are people that are going through the same thing. What I want to talk about is I want to talk about... And I'm going to call it stalkers. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? I, I'm I'm waiting for the explanation. Because you have a stalker and you might not know you have a stalker. What are you? I don't have. What, okay, hold on. What are you talking about? All right, I'm explain. I'm explain. Now, I'm going to let you explain. I right? don't have a stalker. I'm going to let you explain. And, and don't look at me crazy because I didn't get a chance to work out today. So while you're telling the story, I'm going to pick up these weights and I'm going to work out while we're talking. You are absolutely not going to do that because you're going to distract me. I know because I look so fly when I work out, right? No, just because I need to be able to maintain a train of thought and watching you huff and puff is going to disable me from doing that. pop out and abs come in my chest. Okay, stop it. What stalker are you talking about? you all moist. (laughs) They can't see you. Oh, my leg opening up and saying moist? He just opened his legs to me. (laughs) Get all moist. What stalker? Let's okay. get to it. I want to talk to you about uh, somebody that we hired, our our cleaning lady. Oh, Rashawn. And Rashawn. And how she is stalking the shit out of you. I don't know if this is a good topic. It's no, this, a good topic. It's not, I mean, but... it's not a topic. We're just explaining our life because I'm sure somebody out there hired somebody and it didn't go right. And it doesn't have to be <clears throat> hired, you know, uh, some people have cleaning people that come clean their place once a week. Some people have babysitters and nannies. Some people that have somebody that cuts their grass. And sometimes those relationships go a little too far. And not relationships where y'all kissed or touched. I'm talking about relationships <laughs> like the person, the, might be, the person might be a little off. Definitely a little off. I was going to say crazy, but I didn't want to offend anybody. But I'll just say off. Definitely... A little off. Now, we're not going to say no names to protect the innocent and protect the guilty. 
I'm just trying to decide if this I heard is a that good from, idea. Uh, what is that? ID? Mm-hmm. Where you have to change the names to protect the innocent. Well, I don't want to use any names <laughs> to protect the innocent. All right. Well, you ain't, well, you think about it, I'll start. So, mm. if, you, if you know. Hold on, wait. Let me just think. I just want to, you know. I ain't worried about you. I'm, I'm telling okay, you. Okay. Okay. Let's change her name to Mary. I'm not saying no name. Just say her. It can be Mary. I'm not going to forget Mary. I may have to refer to her in that tense. So, let's just call her Mary. All right. Fine. Mary. Well, uh, you guys do know we have five kids and we have a nanny and you know we do a lot so if if I'm not traveling Gia is taking one kid here Gia's taking the nanny's taking one kid here so I mean I ain't gonna lie our house will get fucked up in a minute like the other morning I wanted to punch everybody in the fucking face in this family I w- <laughs> even Brookie even Brookie you wanted to punch Brookie in the even face even a one year or even a one year old but yeah she was definitely gonna get punched in the face too I walked downstairs and my son Jackson uh, is a car lover like loves matchbox cars anything that that can roll he loves and he has a bad habit of leaving his cars anywhere mm-hmm. so the other morning i leave the house early and when i'm leaving the house the house is dark and i'm trying to tippy toe out because i don't want to wake anybody out my sneakers and this is and because gear takes all the rooms in the house my <laughs> sneakers are in the basement so when I get you have, a, you have a nice cushy room in the basement. All right, call it what you want. But my sneakers are in the basement, right? So when I get dressed, I get dressed, I put on all my clothes upstairs, and then I gotta walk to the basement to get my my sneakers. Mm-hmm. So when I'm walking downstairs, I'm walking usually barefooted with socks. I'm walking downstairs, and the other morning I stepped on one of those cars. <laughs> and when I and and he had so many cars down there, we, he probably got about 116 cars for Christmas, right? And he plays <laughs> with all 116. Yes, of them. at and one I time. I stepped on one car, and you know when you do that step and you try to hop off one, yes. And then I hopped on another one. Then I hopped on another, <laughs> and I started sliding downstairs, and I was sliding. Well, you fell down the stairs. Did I bust my? I busted my ass so oh, bad. I didn't know and that. then when I got up, right, I felt bad because it was it hurt. Right. And I wanted to cry, but I wasn't. But I, I was like, somebody might be watching. So I can't cry. So I had to jump up. Who, who's going to be watching you? I felt so hard. I was like, I think I woke the whole world. Oh, up. you thought we all. So I, I jumped right up. Right. But when I jumped up, my back is hurting. My ass is hurting. My feet are hurting for stepping on the damn car. And then when I realized nobody was up, I wanted to fuck everybody up. <laughs> I wanted to fuck up. He just got up swinging. I wanted to fuck up the kids for, for leaving their cars. <laughs> I wanted to fuck you and the nanny up for not picking up the cars. Anyway, anyway, I don't even know. Why I got to that. I don't that know story. why you're talking about that. Go ahead. But but sometimes we need help cleaning, you know, and doing a deep clean, the toilets, the scrubbing and all that. So we hired a cleaning lady to clean our home. And um, it was at first it was it was great. It was a it was a great experience. She would clean. She did a magnificent job. She was working out and we thought everything was working out well. Yes. Go ahead. You can start from here. Well, let me see where. I want to begin. I'll pick up where you left off, but with what? Okay. Now, realistically, we only need a cleaning person, I would say, maybe four days a week out of the seven. So I would say every other day Mm -hmm. um, because every bathroom is constantly being used. You have to think how many people live in this house. We have five kids plus myself, Rashawn, our nanny, and my mother. Correct. So... The house has to perpetually be cleaned or else, you know, I can have a guest over or something and you can walk into a bathroom and God knows what you'll find. So it's an actual need of ours, but I don't need someone every day. 
But to hire someone for every other day is difficult because when a person looks for a job, they're looking for a job that is five days a week. Correct. So I said, okay, you know, we can hire you from Monday through Friday. Correct. So initially I went through an agency and it's an agency that I've used several times in the past and it's always worked out well for the most part. Don't get me wrong. Everybody doesn't work out well because when you're dealing with someone five days a week, it has to be a person that has a good vibe, that has a good energy, that likes their job and is happy to do their job. Basically, every time that I see you, I want to see someone that's pleasant pleasant because right. you're bringing an energy into my house. Correct. So if you're a miserable, miserable person or if you bring your problems into my home, it's as though it contaminates the house or it brings a poison into the house. So And Gia is serious about this, by the way. Like you don't understand. We've we've had people here before that they just weren't happy. And you know those people that feel like I'm just going to work because I just want to get paid. And Gia's like, look, no disrespect, like our house is all about energy and we have a great energy in this house. Yes. If you're gonna come here and you're not gonna be nice and you're not gonna be pleasant. I got to see you. My kids have to see you. I don't want to make it where my kid is scared of you because you just don't have a good demeanor. And if that's the case, you just can't work it. And I love that because at first I didn't yeah. really deal off of energy. I was like, I'm going to do my job. Yeah, you never cared. You but always now, said, well, as long as they clean well, I don't care. But, but now I'm like, nah, I need I need to feel good in my house. I don't want to come right. home and be like, oh, I got to go on the other side of the house because this lady said, no, I want to feel good. And, exactly. and you were right. Exactly. So... Like I said, we went through an agency that we've used many times in the past and we told him what the salary would be and what the hours would be. And he said, OK, I'll find somebody for you mm -hmm. within about two days. He called me back and he said, I found someone that will be happy to work for you. OK. And she'll start on such and su such and such a day. So she came. We talked. And this is one time that I have to be honest, I was fooled. She seemed to have a good energy. Right. She's been cleaning for a very long time. So she seemed very happy to do her job. Now, I hired her about a week and a half before we left for Bora Bora. Uh -huh. And I was in packing mode, planning mode and everything else. So I was being split in 16 different directions. So when I hired her and she came, I said, you know, I'm not really going to have the time to train you because, you know, I like things folded a certain way and things cleaned a certain way. I like certain products and things of that nature, but I just won't have the time. I said, and then when we get back from Bora Bora, Christmas is a couple of weeks away, so I'm not going to have time to train you then. I'm just going to, you know, give you a, an idea of what I want. Um, you don't have to take the job too seriously or worry about, you know, how perfectly everything is done. Just do your best and use your expertise. If you see something that needs attention, go for it. But right. I'm not going to be watching after you and looking after your job to see, you know, how well, I'm not judging you at this point because I know that I don't have the time to put into letting you know exactly what we need. So just have at it. And she's like, okay, no problem. I said, but you know, when I get around to it after Christmas, after New Year's, I'll give you a schedule and things will be a lot more clear cut for you. She said, okay, no problem. And she started out great. Mm -hmm. I was very, she cleaned very well. Uh -huh. I was happy with that. I was happy with her demeanor. She was nice. She was pleasant. She didn't speak too much. And to be honest, I didn't really have that much time to speak with her because typically I interact with people that are here doing a job. It doesn't matter if you're the electrician. I'm going right. to be near you and asking you questions. I want to know what's going on in my house. So anyway, 
Everything was going fine. And she started texting me like after we got back from the trip, she started texting me on a daily basis with an excuse as to why she needed to leave early or why she needed to come in late. Now, mind you, the job was hourly. So you got paid for the hours that you work. And I think her job was a 10 hour shift or eight hour shift. I'm not sure what it was. Well, when I hired when I hired her through the agency, I told the agent. Oh, by the way, I, I had ice cream. So I'm just giving you a heads up. Go ahead. You know, you are very nasty. I'm, you are what? a very nasty what? person. What? No, no, you're, I'm just, I'm not even going to get into it, but you're a very nasty I'm, person. No, I'm telling you ahead of time. I'm, you know, I, I've, sometimes I swear something crawled up in you and died. But if you smelled it, you'd be like, oh my like, gosh. No, well, no. I'm telling you, I had, Honestly, I had like ice cream. Your insides are absolutely rotten. I had rotten. ice cream, and I tell you I had ice cream. So <laughs> if it sneaks up on you, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, what's that? I'm telling you it's me before it hits you. Uh, I had ice cream. I'm talk, We're doing a podcast. I don't have the luxury to walk outside or to okay. go into another room. Okay. I don't even have the luxury to okay. open a window. Moving along. I'm just telling you, I had ice cream. You know what that means. <laughs> Go ahead. So um, I told the agency that I know that a lot of times people in um, that type of employment position, they need as many hours as possible. Correct. So I told them I'd be willing to hire for either an eight hour shift or a 10 hour shift and paying hourly. And um, she opted for the 10 hour shift. Okay. So... I was a little baffled when just about every day I get a uh, get a text saying, oh, Miss Gia, I can't come in until 10 o'clock today because X, Y, and Z. I would text back, okay, no problem. Oh, Miss Gia, I can't come in until 9 o'clock today because X, Y, and Z. Okay, no problem. Oh, Miss Gia, I need to leave early today because I don't have any energy. Okay, no problem. Oh, I can't come in because my car. Oh, I can't come in because my son. Oh, this, oh, that. And every day I responded gracefully and agreeably. Mm -hmm. And then it started to get a little, I don't want to say annoying. I don't know if I was completely annoyed, but I was a little put off by it. Okay. And it had me questioning her dedication to the job. Mm -hmm. But I was still on an even keel. I was still okay and permissive of everything that was going on. So then I was a little irritated it was Christmas. Uh-huh. Christmas was on a Monday and she was supposed to come back to work on a Tuesday. Now, mind you, we had Christmas. We had a light Christmas dinner here. So, of course, we had our immediate family, my mom, my dad, uh, Gia's brother. But then it was some outside people that we invited we as well. That, that friends came, that came over. There were. And the house. There was about 20 people here. Right. And the house was a mess between food. Yes. Because we had it everything. catered. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't have a cleaning company that day. My nanny wasn't there that day. So, I mean, that's the way most homes are for Christmas. And just like you guys, everything was on us, you know, and we went to bed to a mess and we woke up to a mess and I just knew that she would be here. She texted me that day. I can't come in. I'm not feeling well. And I think that's kind of what put me over the edge because truth be told, I didn't necessarily believe her. I think that she knew that she'd be coming to a mess right? and she figured, well, they'd have no choice but to do it themselves. I'll come in on Wednesday when it's going to be less of a hassle right. for me to wrangle. And mind you, hey, Maddie. Hey. Maddie <laughs> just got home from school. Love you. you Bye. How was school? Good. Good? Yeah. All right, baby. All right, beat it. All right, so. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she decides to come in on Wednesday. So now she comes in on that Wednesday and that's when I get the text. Now I'm out. Uh-huh. I get a text that she needs to leave early because she doesn't have any energy. So, and she said she wasn't feeling well. I said, okay, 
no problem, feel better. The next day she comes into work mm-hmm. and I had to leave. The kids had some activities, so my nanny had to leave and my nanny comes back to the house and she was supposed to be here until seven o'clock. Correct. My nanny comes back at five o'clock and she's not here. And my nanny tells me that she not only came back to her not being here, but that she left the house completely open. Meaning that the door was unlocked unlocked and everything. And I said, wow, that's strange. I must have missed her text. So I go back to my phone and she never texted me. Correct. So at that point I was done Mm -hmm. and I was about to send her a very... I was going to send her a text that let her know how I felt. Correct. And as I was constructing the text, Rashawn said to me. I said, calm down. I said, you never know what somebody's going through. I said, before you jump the gun. You said her head, her son might have gotten hit by a car. I said, anything could have happened. Or something. Anything could have happened. I said. And she might have had to run out. Right. And I said, so before you jump the gun, ask her, say, hey, you were supposed to work. You left early. Now, mind you, we know every time somebody comes and leaves our house, you know why? Because we have cameras right, in every room, right? But not only that, you know, I just wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. I said, I, you know, she wouldn't just leave just to leave. You know, she knows her time is to seven. She wouldn't leave early. And if she did, maybe it's because of a reason. Mm-hmm. And we have five kids and sometimes we just got to run. And I said, well... Hit her up and ask her. And I was very grateful to you for your perspective and for calming me down. Because right. when you said that, I said, you know something? He's absolutely right. There might have been an emergency. Correct. and She had to run out and she didn't have her wits about her. And she just left, didn't text, left the door open and disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a text that went something like this. <clears throat> um, when Irma got back, she noticed that you weren't here and that the door was unlocked. What time did you leave? And she sent me back a text saying, I left at five o'clock, but I'll see you tomorrow. There was no explanation. Correct. No apology. Mm-hmm. No nothing. Right. Which was completely unacceptable, at which time I regretted not sending the initial text <laughs> that I wanted to send. <laughs> but I said, you know what? For what I want to say, I'd rather deal with her in person. Okay. So I didn't send a response to that text and I waited for her to come in. And I just couldn't wait until the door closed and I heard that she entered the house. She went into the laundry room and I went into the laundry room. And I said, Mary, um, like I said yesterday in the text, you left and you left the door open. But more importantly, you didn't text me to let me know that you were going to leave. That's not acceptable. She said, oh, well, my work was done, so I thought it'd be okay to leave. I said, well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. If you're going to leave early, you need to make sure that it's okay with me. This isn't the type of situation that you take for granted and you come and go as you please. This is a job that you get paid hourly. I said every other day that you came in late or that you left early, I paid you for those hours as a courtesy. But now I feel that you're taking it for granted and there's no reason for me to pay you for hours that you don't work. Right. I said, especially since you've only been working here for a total of possibly five weeks. Right. I said, there's certain things that you earn. I said, for instance, 
If Irma gets sick and she doesn't come in for five days, I'm going to pay her for those five days because that's something that she earned. Right. She's been working here for two years. She's been working here for two years. She's going to get paid for holidays. She's going to get benefits. And that's the way it is. You've been working here for five weeks and you're already taking days off and taking advantage of the situation. And and I didn't tell her this, but I'm just saying to you, that's something that Irma's never done. Right. Irma has never done that. Right, right. And so early in, she's already making me feel uncomfortable. So she said, <clears throat> you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about a couple of things. I said, really, five weeks in, you want to talk to me about a couple of things? Okay. I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, you know... I'm thinking that I deserve a raise. I said, a raise? I said, would you care to explain that to me? Because I'm at a complete loss for words. And she said, no, it's just that I work very hard. And, you know, I think that you can afford it. So I think that, you know, I should get a raise. And I said, well, what kind of raise? Because at this point, I know it's not going to work out. But I was interested in what... She meant, okay. She basically, she said that she wanted to work half the amount of time for the same amount or the same amount of time for double. Right. So she either wanted to work five hours for the same amount or the full 10 hours for double her salary. Okay. And I said, okay, so at this point you're taking into consideration what you think that we can afford and you're weighing that against the value of your job. I said, well, that doesn't work. Well, people people do that all the time. And, and what happened was when she started working here, when she first came for an interview, she only came into one room. She didn't see anything. She Mm -hmm. didn't know us. Mm -hmm. And then when she started working here, she started walking around and she seen the cars and I'm sure she seen your bags and your shoes. And she probably figured out who I was and what well, she I did. did. For she a told living. me that later on. Right. Go ahead. And she said, oh, they got it. Or I'm going to stick them up. Or I think they have it. Mm-hmm. And I want some of that. So this is what I'm going to do. And that's what she did. Because five weeks in any job that I ever worked at, they didn't give me a raise until a after a year. Yeah, most jobs, Minimal. that's par for the course. Minimal. A and it's, year. And it's jobs when I worked the, you know. Plus, did, is I did radio when you get a raise. And I worked the after minimum, the minimum. And in, in radio, if you don't know, if you work full time on radio, there's a minimum that they have to pay you. The lowest of the low of the low. And when I worked at Hot 97, I was paid the after minimum. And when I first started working at Power, I worked the after minimum. Mm-hmm. Where I felt like I was getting got. Right. But I was. And I understood that. Uh-huh. And I understood I have to prove myself. You have to pay your dues. And I have to pay my dues. any job. It and doesn't I have matter to show where you're working. my worth. And then at the end of my contract of getting paid the after minimum, mm-hmm. where the parties and the clubs that I did, I was doing better than I did on radio. Mm-hmm. Like, put it like this, for all my life, everything that I did outside of radio, I made way more than I did on radio. Mm-hmm. Radio was just my vessel and tool just to get to the people. So I wasn't. I was just grateful for that job. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm four weeks in, motherfuckers. Y'all niggas gonna pay me. Excuse my French. But she was like, y'all gonna pay me. Right. And that's what she assumed. Well, after two weeks. But she don't know. She dealing at- with the cheapest person in Nebraska. But go ahead. Who's the cheapest person in Nebraska? Me. Go. <laughs> um, well, actually, two weeks in, she texted me asking me about holidays and things of that nature. So I knew that she had her eye on the prize, but at that time I thought at the very least it was a fair question, but it all started coming full circle when we had that conversation in the laundry room. Right. So 
When she asked for the raise, basically, I told her that that wasn't going to happen. Uh-huh. And she hasn't been doing good enough of a job. And she hasn't been consistent with, you know, her attendance here. So I said, you know something, you can, you have every right to value your work at what you value it at. And I have every right to do the same and pay accordingly. And if we don't see eye to eye, that's fine. That just meant that I'm not the employer for you and you're not the employee for me. So right. we can go in our separate, we can go our separate ways. I said, you can choose to leave now or you can finish out the day and then, you know, I'll pay. She's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> she said, um, I'll work for two weeks because I don't want to just leave you high and dry. You know, I know that you need the work done and, you know, it's a necessity here. So I don't want to leave you high and dry. You know, I'll give you two weeks. I said, oh, no. I said, that's not a problem. Because I knew it wasn't about me. At that right. point, I knew she didn't care about us and no, our no, family no. and our make, needs. She wanted to find another job before I said, she no, left. no, 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 no. I said, no, that's perfectly okay. I I have the same agency that I got you from. He can find me someone in two days. It's Correct. not necessary. If you're not happy here, then we can part ways now. She's like, okay, well, you know, I need the job as well. It's going to take me about maybe two weeks to find another job. So, you know, if you don't mind keeping me until then, because I really, really need the job. I really, really need the money, uh-huh. which is something that she reiterated maybe every three days since she started working here, she always would find me and find a way to tell me that she really, really needed the job and really, really needed the money. And there was something that I left out right. that was important. Um, again, a couple of weeks in, she, <laughs> Irma came to me and Irma said, you know, Miss Gia, Mary was just very, very rude to me. Mm-hmm. And FYI, Irma is the nicest person on the planet. Correct. Anybody that is rude or mean to Irma has something coming to them because she's deserving of nothing but kindness and someone being pleasant towards her. Super duper nice. Yes. And she said she was just so rude to me. And I said, well, what happened? She said, well, she got some bleach on some of Logan's clothes and I just showed her and I told her to just keep the things separate from the area where the bleach is so that nothing gets damaged. And I'm sure she told it said that to her very nicely. And she said that Mary just snapped at her. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. It must've been you. How dare you accuse me of blah, blah, blah. So she said, and then, because then I was getting up to go talk to her. She said, oh, but no. She said, then she came back to me and apologized and told me that, you know, the reason that she snapped at me is that she just found out that her father is very sick. Correct. Long story short, Within about another hour, she snapped at Irma again. Mm -hmm. And Irma said, okay, no problem, because she apologized right after. And she said, you know what? I think I'm going to leave early today because I'm not in a good mood and I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. Right. So she asked Irma to get me. Irma came and got me and she said that she needed to leave early. I said, okay, no problem. She texted me about maybe four or five hours later, letting me know that her father had just passed away in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, if you need time off, anything you need, no problem. Mm -hmm. She said she needed to come back to work because she really needed the money. Mm -hmm. So then she texted me two days later and she said that she's going to need to go to Brazil to be with her mom to give her comfort. And she's going to need to take about three weeks off. And this is... A little bit before I was completely put off of her. Right. She said she was going to need to take three weeks off. And she begged me over this text 
to keep her job for her. She said, I know you're going to have to replace me in the meantime, but can you please keep my job for me? Because I really need the job. I really need the money. Right, right, right. I said, no problem. Of course, I understand anything you need. No worries. You go ahead. I'll hire somebody. In the meantime, when you get back, your job will be waiting for you. Right. Okay. Thank you, Miss Gia. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. And then we get to the day in the laundry room where we decided we had to part ways. So anyway, that day she told me that she was only going to work the five hours that she had proposed. Right. I said, you can work the five hours, but it's going to be at the salary that was agreed upon when I hired you. I'm paying your hourly rate. She said, okay. Now, mind you, this is a Friday. So Friday is her payday. So I left an envelope for the days that she worked. I deducted the hours that she She left left early early. Uh and I left the five hours that she was supposed to work that day. I left the house. Her money was in an envelope for Irma to give to her. She decided to work the eight hours instead of the five hours without clearing it with me, which was fine with me, Mm -hmm. but the money wasn't in the envelope because I was only expecting her to work the five hours, clearly. So... She gets the envelope and then she texts me and she tells me that her money was short. And I said, of course your money is short because I'm not a psychic. We agreed that you were going to work five hours. You worked eight. So it's short three hours of your salary. She said, okay, that doesn't seem to make sense because it's short more than that. So then I broke it down in a text. How many hours that she worked. So it was like Monday you left at five. No, Monday was Christmas. You didn't come in. Tuesday you decided not to come in because you said that you were ill. Right. Wednesday, you said that you had no energy and that you couldn't come in. You worked a full day on Thursday, and now Friday, you were only supposed to work five hours. Correct. So all of those hours are in there. And we paid her for Christmas. And I gave her a Christmas bonus. I gave her a day's pay for a Christmas bonus. Now, in case, you know, you've never hired anybody for, you know, work in your home or anything like that, the standard, if someone's been working for you for over a year at Christmas time, you typically would give them a A week's week's pay. pay. Correct. And that's, I would just say the standard for someone that I really care about that's working for me. I pay far more than that. But for her, who's only been working for me (laughs) for five weeks inconsistently, I gave her a day's pay. Truthfully, I wasn't really going to give her anything, mm-hmm. but because she told me that she really needed it and it's the holidays, I said, okay, here's a, day, a day's pay. Well, I didn't tell her that. I put it in an envelope and gave it to her and said, Merry Christmas. Correct. So she's complaining that her envelope was short. And I said, no, I broke it down. And she responds to me, well. Do you have, you have the text or you just remember? I, I remember. Okay, go ahead. I remember. She said, okay. And she's... Brazilian, so the way that she texted it, okay, leave it like it is. Clearly, you need it more than I do. LOL. Okay. Now, right then and there. That was her resignation. Right, right then and there. You're that fired. was her resignation. Right then and there, you're fired. You're, 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 that was it. It was a wrap. You're definitely fired. So, you know, Gia was about to black out. <laughs> Gia was about to, like, black out. So I said, no. I said, babe, calm down. You're standing on a ledge. Back up a little bit. I said, you don't have to do that. I said, just respond with a, you know what? This is not working out. You don't have to come to work tomorrow. Well, Well, it would have been Monday. You don't have to come to work Monday. Mm -hmm. We'll find somebody else. God bless you. That's Mm -hmm. what I told you to say. Yes, you did. And thank God I have you 
in times like this because, you know, all I can say is thank God I have you and because you are you represent the same me. Right. Because there are times where someone can just push you over the edge because the way I felt in that moment is I've been nothing but kind to you. Correct. You know, you have this job. All the terms were agreed upon. After you came to the house, we sat down. Everything is copacetic. Right. But, no problem. But I realize now, you know, she might want to push you over the limit. God bless you. You know what? I don't have to deal with you anymore. Your energy's out of here. And then she responded to that text well, with her. Yeah, because I did. I took your advice. Right. And I did say something to the effect of, thank you for all of your hard work. Right. Um, it's much appreciated. However, I'll have I'll hire someone else to work on Monday. No need to come in. God bless. Something to that effect. Correct. And then she responded. Oh, oh my gosh. I feel like I should pull it out. Um, but it'll take too much time for me to scroll. She responded by saying something to the effect of take all of your money and go wipe your ass with it. She sure did. <laughs> go wipe your ass with it. Go wipe your ass with it. And, you know, we never had a discussion. She, you know, we, I never told her what you did for a living. Uh, as far as I knew, she had no idea who you were right. or anything about us. You know, I don't know if she was going through mail because I don't have any of your awards out in the house. They're all in boxes. So I have no idea how she would have known who you were. But she said, oh, you think because you have this lifestyle and you're married to a DV envy. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were definitely a DV. I know I was a DV. You were a DV envy in that text. Uh huh. Hold on. Hey, Maddie, what you need? Maddie says she needs needs money. money. What else is new? I swear. Where are you going? I feel like I have three wives. Oh, oh, oh. I have Madison. Do me a favor. I have mommy. Extra money for chocolate milk. And I have Irma the nanny. How much you need? Madison, you you are definitely daddy's new wife. Where are you going? Not not in a weird way. Come say say hello to the people. Say hello. Hello. And you just interrupted (laughs) our story. Now, where are you going? To the nail salon. The nail salon. You need, you know what? You need to get a job or... Or get married. Where's, <laughs> how much you need? Uh, how much you need? Tell me. Don't look at her. I'm talking to you. She doesn't know how much she needs. I always it's twenty dollars. Get your nails. Twenty dollars is not getting her nails done. Um, give her, give her a little bit more. Okay, I'll give you thirty. Just get your nails done, not your feet. No, no, and give her some money for Irma. Oh my goodness. Okay, bye, baby. Lucky you go get. Give me a kiss. Mwah. Do Mwah. platinum silver. All right, get out. All right, bye. And close the door. Hurry up. All right. Now, so go ahead. Now we're talking about, so you yes. responded. So, oh, you think that because you're married to a DVNV, you can treat people however you want to treat them. And I deserve better than this. You have so much money and you have an opportunity to help people and you treat people people like slaves and I was my head was spinning as I was reading this because mm-hmm. I've never given her an instruction right I literally never said to her okay well the floors need to be cleaned or you know the beds need to be made like this there was no instruction she was basically here just freeballing it right you know if you see something that needs attention just pay attention if you see something that has dust you know just to make sure that the bathrooms are clean or whatever I never paid attention to her work right to a point where she was doing such a good job. She was, I cannot take that away from her. She was doing such a good job that she would want to come and get me to show me the job that she did. Right. So that, you know, I could be 
happy and proud okay. of the job that she did. But I paid her such little attention because I didn't have the time because of the time of year that she was coming to get me to turn around to say that we were treating her like a slave. And that really ruffled my feathers because mm-hmm. it just seemed like the thing that a disgruntled person would say. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you just throw out anything because you think that it's going to stick. Right. And I'm like, no. And I showed Irma and Irma. I just want to say, and you know, you did some foul bitchy shit. What do you mean? You did some Jackson shit. What are you talking about? When Jackson has to poop and he doesn't want to go on a potty. He runs to the corner where nobody can see him. Okay. And poop. Well, he doesn't poop in the, he poops in his pull up. In, in the, the corner, corner right. because that's what's comfortable. He doesn't go pop a squat in the corner and poop in no, the corner. No, but that's what you did. Instead I pooped of, in the corner? Yeah, instead of reading that text in front of me, where I would tell you, don't reply. Oh, oh, oh. You went downstairs with the <laughs> nanny away from me. I showed Irma. Read the text and then responded in your own way. You know why? Because sometimes when you're going through something like you, that. I know like, you felt played. Like, I had to be like Irma. So, am, am I going crazy? So, so what? Like, you, were we both not here experiencing the same thing? So, what did you respond with? Listen, she sent me, honestly, maybe twenty-two texts. Right. Actually, probably more than that. I told you to block her, but no, you like to see. I was curious. I wanted to know her thoughts. Uh, okay. And the only thing that I would respond with, because I was inspired by you, was, "God bless. I wish you the best." Um, now, but hold on. This was the creepy thing that she said. Okay. So as some of you know, if you follow us on Instagram, we got the babies, a huge teddy bear Yeah. for Christmas. Huge. Like if it's, if it was standing up, it would be at least seven, eight feet. Yeah. It's a huge, huge, huge teddy bear. And, you know, it was just propped up in our family room forever, you know, past the holidays. It just stayed there and the kids would lay on it and watch TV and whatnot. This woman sent me a text, a photo text of her grandson in a department store with either the same or a similar teddy bear, huge teddy bear. And the caption read, you see, my grandson gets to play with the same toys as your kids, but we're much more happy. Yeah, it was a a little creepy. It was was very creepy. It gave me the impression that she was walking around our house, sizing up the things that we owned and feeling disgruntled as a result of that. Right. No, it was. And I mean, she she put another text and says, your shoes is somebody's salary. Like she she did that a lot. and, And it bothered me. And, you know, I tell you, she had to go immediately because I don't knock how anybody makes their money. I just want them to make money legally. Like, I don't knock it. I don't knock if, if, if uh, you know, you, you got your money handed down to you. I don't knock it. You know, I worked hard, you know, and I continue to work hard. Nothing was given to me free. I got out on my ass. I DJ. I work long hours. Don't count my money because I don't count yours. I don't care what you do and how you make your money. But all I know is I bust my ass to work hard. Sometimes I don't get paid. Sometimes I do things for the look. Some things I do things because I'm trying to help people. But I bust my ass and I work hard. And I, and I work hard 
right now to this day, like I'm broke because I never want to be broke. Mm-hmm. So it was starting to bother me when people start counting your money in their, in your house because, and I hate to say this, but I mean, we have a couple of big dogs now and cameras everywhere and all types of things. But in this house, we're very loose with money. Meaning, you know, my daughter knows where the money is. They, they go in my jeans pocket and just take money out. And nobody cares because. Yeah, like our kids. We're the, the type of family like we don't for, care about that shit. Like, yeah, like, we, you know, even Irma, you know, she'll come and she'll be like, I need money for groceries. And we're like, well, you know where it is. And right. She just goes and takes it. And, you know, we're just I, I, I wouldn't say that we're very loose with money. We're just very trusting. Right. Very, that's very, the, very, very trusting to, mm-hmm. to the point where at, at one time, um. I, I, I left some money out and Irma found the money and put it under a tray, mm-hmm. right? And Irma was like, the money's under the tray. Now, I'm thinking it's $10, it's $20. So I needed money some, one day to, to, to tip the uh, pizza guy who came. And I, I lift up the tray and it was four grand. Mm-hmm. You know, where Irma just found the money. I guess it was in my jeans pocket. I, had to, I did a show and just put the money away. Mm-hmm. And that's how trusting we are here. So now with that lady, when she starts going into her, uh, you know, you know, then she said, then she said one other thing that, that really freaked me out was like, yeah, when I, my, when I told my daughter who you were, my daughter said, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get Beyonce tickets. We, you know, he could get me. No, I'm not here to get you shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not here to get you shit. You, you're there to do your job and work. And if I can, I will. But if I can't, I won't. Same thing when I go to my job. I don't go to my job expecting to get anything. No, I expect to get paid because I worked my my shift. Right. Like, I don't sit there and be like, well, you know, my job has season tickets to the Knicks game, so I'm going to get some season tickets. No. Right. No, I, I I get shit on my own. I don't expect shit. I work my hard. But that's now, if they the say, problem. hey, E, you work very hard. You know, we got. I know your, your son likes the Yankees or your son likes this, you know. We have season tickets. Can't you know? I'll give you some tickets. That's something different, but not on that shit. Well, the problem is when someone feels entitled right. to what you own, right? When they feel as though they deserve a piece of your pie, that is where it goes wrong. When a person shows kindness or generosity to someone else, that's exactly what it is—kindness or generosity. As a recipient of that, you shouldn't feel entitled or expected right you should feel grateful when anyone shows me any kind of kindness that i don't necessarily deserve but it's just because they're being nice to me i'm grateful right i am grateful thank you so much for extending that kindness to me because you didn't have to but if my attitude is you have to and you should or yeah of course yeah absolutely because i deserve that that's that's not humble and that's that type of attitude isn't going to keep you in someone's good graces. Correct. And there probably won't be a second time. And we are very kind and we are generous and we do give. And I just I don't like to be made a fool of. Right. I just don't like to be taken advantage of. And that's my position. Had she continued to do a good job she would have gotten those raises. Correct. She would have gotten all of those bonuses, all those perks. But it's not my job to tell her that. Right. Do you understand? I'm not going to tell you that to hook you to make sure that you do your job for a period of time or to make sure that you do your job well. No. I'm expecting you to do your job because it's your job. And then me just being who I am as a person, I will 
provide those rewards because I want to, not because I have to. Correct. And that's a misconception that I think a lot of people just have in life. And I think that those expectations, even expectations as friends, you know, I think sometimes friends have certain expectations of other friends that are misguided. Right. And, and, and the whole thing is, and this is, and, and this taught me out of this situation with, with this lady and it's still more, but I always learned you don't count somebody else's shit. You know, you just don't definitely count nobody else's money. You don't look and see what else somebody else is doing. You do you. And now getting back to the lady. The but reason- you, but you even use the word count in one of those texts. She told me about how many pairs of shoes that I had. Right. And she she told me how many bags I had, how many this, how many that. The least I can do is X, Y, and Z for her. What does my possessions have to do with you and the job that you do? Right. Nothing. But she continued on and she continued texting you to the point where she started leaving you voice notes. But hold on. But the funny thing is she she wasn't leaving it through, you know, the Apple phone app. She was leaving me voice messages on WhatsApp because that way she can tell if I read it or right. not. Like, I mean, these are four minute voice notes. I mean, one night I'm sleeping and I hear somebody talking, talking about, yes, and your husband and this. And I'm sitting like, who the fuck is this? I wake up, I'm looking at them, I'm like, oh my gosh. But she's getting to a point where she's stalking and it's getting a little no, it too was, much. No, it's absolute, absolute harassment. Right, like, it is. The, I yeah, mean, at this point. it was several texts a day with her just telling me about myself. Right. And I'm like, wow, this is someone I barely interacted with. And when I did, it was nothing but kindness. So that really, that whole situation really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And she even threatened to try to get on a radio show. Yeah, I'm going to get on a radio show and I'm going to tell. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that, that's what go you ahead. Do. Go ahead. I tell too. Go ahead. I love. Hey, I, hey, I love it. This is this is entertaining to me because I, I see what's going on. And one thing about us, if you don't, if you haven't realized by podcast, I don't even know podcast. This is six. I don't know. We tell everything. Yeah. So we don't have a problem. Right, wrong, indifferent, ugly. We tell everything to a fault. Like. Yes, we do. And and honestly, we, we look out for our people. But when people try to, to take advantage of or do things like it's it, like you, you can't do that. And, you know, and if people work for you, you know, don't let them take advantage of you, you know, because that's not right. And if you're working for somebody, you know, just remember that they don't owe you anything but your paycheck, you know. And if you're not happy at that job, you have the option to leave. Right. And that was another thing that bothered me. It's like, listen, if you're unhappy with whatever your situation is here, nobody has a gun to your head. Right. Leave. Right, right. You are not being forced to work here. You come and go as you please. So clearly there is nothing but freedom there. If you are so unhappy and if there's so many other opportunities for you on the other side of the fence Mm -hmm. climb that fence absolutely go over there if you're so unhappy about your salary and clearly you can i mean obviously if you're that unhappy clearly that means that you can get more somewhere else go there right but no you're sitting here trying to hash it out with me because you're trying to convince me of the untrue you're trying to convince me that you are worth more than what we are paying you right and you weren't and the reason why you're at my neck is because now you have no choice but to go work for someone else and probably get less than what we were paying you. Absolutely. So I think that's why she was so upset. But she was texting me for probably two weeks. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm glad. It's just the cancer that we're cutting out. Right. And, and you just got to remember, no matter what in life, you got to trust the process. You can't jump the line. Like, that's one thing I can say that my dad has always said. Your mom has always said to me, you know, you can't cut the line in life. You have to trust the process. You have to work your ass off. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. And if it comes easy, it goes easy. Mm-hmm. All right. I just wanted to tell people that because we were going through that and, you know, it was a crazy time and we were dealing with it. And I just like to tell our people, the people that listen and support yeah. us, everything. Yes. Now, um, we don't have much time. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Go ahead. And this portion of the KC crew is brought to you by Third Love. Do it again. And this portion of the KC crew is brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or the right fit for my baby. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes. Third Love. All right. Now, if you're looking for the perfect bra or the perfect gift for somebody, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. That's right. Find the bra you've been looking for. Make the move that'll change the way you think about bras. Try a Third Love bra. It's so comfortable you might forget you're wearing it. And if you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. Now you try Third Love bras. How do you love them? I mean, how do they hold up? I love them. Oh, there you go. I mean, I, you don't really wear them that much because I usually rip them off of you. But when you <laughs> but do when have I them have on, them on, how do these babies look? Those babies, those missiles look amazing. There you go. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> Now you're making me feel uncomfortable. Okay, sorry. Go to thirdlove.com slash KC Crew now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash C-A-S-E-Y-C-R-E-W. Check it out. Thirdlove.com. Bras for you. So um, I want to get to a quick email. There's okay. two two good ones. One, uh, I don't even know if we're going to have time for two. It depends on how we answer these. Mm-hmm. Um, one is... One of the reasons why I think we should do a sex talk at our Highline Ballroom show. Now, if you don't know, if you just joined us or if you're just listening, we're doing a Highline Ball, a, a live podcast at the Highline Ballroom. You can get your tickets now. It's almost sold out. It's going to be a great event. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about questions like this, right? You ready? Well, then why do you want to read it now? Why oh, don't I'm, we save I'm, it for the podcast? I'm sure we'll get better ones. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kenya and I need your help. First of all, I want to say thank you because you guys' marriage advice is helping my marriage before it even gets started. My fiance and I are five months away from getting married and we want to try new things. I'm all for role playing and him tying me up, <laughs> but he wants to try anal. Ooh. But my ass is off limits. <laughs> I tried it before I got with him and I walked around for three days feeling like I had to poop. Oh, wow. And I just uh, feel very violated with anything going into my ass. (laughs) Second thing is he wants to come on my face. Uh Now, I feel like this is something he may do to a girl he's just fucking, but I am soon to be wife and I just think it's disrespectful. I really take you guys advice and apply it to my relationship every day, but I really want your thoughts on should I try anal even though I know I don't like it? And do you guys think coming in someone's face is disrespectful? Thanks in advance, Kenya. Okay. Let you want me, me to answer first or you want no, to? No, I want to answer first. Uh, I want to answer first. You can cut me off, but... Um, Let the man bust in your face. Ejaculating in a female's face is disrespectful, but that's the allure of it. Right. That's the allure of it. Be that's, a man's slut. That's what makes it 
sexy. Absolutely. You got to be that man slut. Absolutely. Now, as a man, I agree. Even even um, early on in our in our relationship. Right. I didn't want to ejaculate or bust in your face because I felt it was disrespectful. But then I started looking at you as like, you have to be my slut. You have to be my wife. you were wife. like that for a long time. Right. Because I didn't want to like disrespect you. I didn't want to feel like I was treating you like somebody would treat like a, whore out in a the prostitute street. in the street. Right. You know, and no disrespect to prostitutes if you're listening. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I, what? I didn't they want, know what they do. I didn't want to treat them, treat you like that. Uh-huh. But Kenya, you got to understand is. We had to grow right. for Rashawn to understand that. There's nothing that's off limits unless it's a situation like what you're describing with anal. But she has to try it again. She tried it with a previous boyfriend and she said she had to poop for three days. Try it with this one. It might be a different feeling. It might be different. His penis might be smaller. It might be. It might be bigger. It might shit. My shit might hurt more. But try it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Gia always says this about, and I'm not, and I hate to be comparable, but she always says this about food. You try it three times. The first time, oh. you might not like it. Mm-hmm. The second time, your taste buds might change. Try it. The third time, if you don't like it, fucking never do it again. Right. So give your asshole three times. <laughs> give your asshole three times. You tried it once, you didn't like it. Try it again. Uh huh. And if you still don't like it, try it one more time. But you know, that's a good point because anal sex really depends on well it depends on a few things but primarily the method through which the person is entering their ass entering you right and i don't know maybe your prior boyfriend might have been hurried about it he might have been rushing through he might have gotten excited it might have been a full-on bang session do you know what i mean right and that could have left you with a bad taste in your butt. <laughs> bad taste in your butt, stupid. <laughs> no, but it really could have turned you completely off of it. Correct. Where you decided that you never wanted to try it again. Your soon-to-be husband may be gentle. He may use lubrication. He may go slowly. You know, he may not orgasm the first time because maybe he'll take the time to prime you to get that part of your body used to what's going on and what's you know to come it can be a process but you can't just bend over and expect for it to go smoothly especially if you're new to it right so if he takes the time and is really considerate about you your feelings your body your past experience it may go well Or it may not. You just may not be a candidate for that type of sex. So if that's the case, he just has to understand. And then that has to be off the table. But if you've never tried it with him, give it at least one more try. Possibly two more tries. tries. (laughs) Possibly two more tries. But with um, all of the other things, and just one example can be, you know, him ejaculating on your face. There's a thousand different ways that you know a man can disrespect you in bed and it can be him calling you dirty names and it can be him tying you up which you said that you're okay with it can be i mean let your mind run free all of those things are okay to me Uh if it's with 
the person that you love and a person that you trust. It's just the two of you having fun in bed and exploring. So at the end of the day, what's wrong with it if you trust him? Let him bust in your face. How about that? Just awesome. take it. Let him bust in your face. Okay. If you want to go to I the think bathroom, she gets it. I walk, think she gets it. walk to the bathroom sexy and then wipe the shit off crazy if you if that's if that's what it is. But let him bust in your face. And and, and if, don't and don't make nasty squeamish faces no, while he does it. Face. Take it, take it like it, like like yes, you're outside running all day, and the the fire hydrants yeah. on, and you're like, this is my last water. No, you take that motherfucking <laughs> shit. Yeah, but get get in touch with your inner sexy, you know, and find enjoyment right. in it. Find enjoyment in the fact that he's enjoying it, right? Because for me, and I've said this before, but when you're pleased. Mm-hmm. It turns me on. I'm the same way. And like, if- I feel so open when I see ecstasy in your face. Right. When I see that you're happy and that you're into it and I can hear it, I can see it, I can feel it, I can to everything. That turns me on and I'm completely open. Right. But if you're reserved about it, Kenya, my name is Kenya. Kenya, Kenya. If you're reserved about it, Kenya, then he's going to sense it. The vibe in the bedroom is going to be off and he may not enjoy it, Right, you know, and you want him to enjoy you. And that's part of your job as it is his job to please you. So if that's something that he likes, go for it with an open mind. Right. And not only that, open mind (laughs) and open mouth, not only that, but also if if you don't like it or, you know, you're, you're doing do the same thing to him. Sit on that, or sit on that motherfucker's face, and ride his face till you come on his face, and and maybe that be your get back. Maybe you you're treating him like a slut. Maybe that'll make you feel better. He treats you like a slut. You treat him like a slut. Why are you looking at me like that? Just ride his nose, ride his mouth, <laughs> till you just bust right on his ass. Yo, like, what? Just... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. All right. Well, that's all I got to say for that. All right. Do we have time for another email? Let's go for that. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Now, this is something. And the reason I'm reading this is because we kind of dealt with this and people are. I don't know if we ever talked about this. Dear Envy and Gear. First off, I want to say how much I truly enjoy your podcast. I work night shifts and one night was looking for some form of shifts and uh, of some form of entertainment on my downtime and ran across your show and haven't stopped listening ever since. I'm writing this email to ask for some advice on some things I've been struggling with for the past couple of months. I'm 26 years old. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We are truly happy and we have plans on getting married and having kids in the near future. Early on in our relationship, he had told me how strong his feelings on living together before he gets married me i have always felt the complete opposite i have always believed that living with a boyfriend eliminates the suspense of marriage we came to an agreement that i would live there partially i do have a couple of items at his place i do have my own place and one or two days a week i stay at my place now he seems content but I'm afraid that he'll get tired of me only being there part time. Am I completely disregarding his feelings if I choose not to fully move in with him? Thanks for hearing me out. Now, the reason I'm, I said that this is close to us, because you know that before Guy and I got married, we lived with each other in college, college. And then when we got home, I mean, Gia stayed at we didn't have our own place. Gia stayed at her, her mom's. I stayed at my mom's and pop's house. But I think it's a necessity to live with somebody. Before you, you get think married, it's a necessity. I do, because I think you no, really—it's not a necessity. I'm gonna tell you why. I really think you, re- if if he has his own place or she has her own place, I think y'all should live with each other before you get married. Reason being is, 
there's always the honeymoon part. Where everything is hunky dory, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know he's so cute, you know he only has a couple things at the house and all that, and everything is great. But mm-hmm. then there's the, the real shit when this motherfucker just peed on the toilet seat, and in the middle of the night I sat in it. Mm-hmm. How you feel now in the morning, you know? But that's I, not. But that's something like that isn't something that's going to cause someone to turn away from the person that you they You never love. know. Sloppiness could, you know? When I when I went to the bathroom, I seen his underwear on the floor and I seen a doodle stain. Like, things like that can happen, <laughs> you know? When, you know, when, when I went to I the bathroom... I need a better example. When I went to the bathroom... Of how living with someone can go wrong. Um, I think messiness. I think especially for men, and it could be women too. I think... Men are, are very messy at some times. And if a female is messy, it could be the same. I think messiness and probably being exposed to someone's laziness. That could be it. That can be a turnoff. I think you can get over messiness unless you realize that a person isn't raised the wasn't raised the same way that you were raised. Correct. You know, you might move in with a female and realize she don't cook or True. she don't clean True. or she don't wash her ass as much as I thought that she did. That's true. You know, um, she doesn't have the greatest hygiene because when you're living with someone, you become ultimately familiar with them. Be content. And those things can potentially turn you off. Right. And I understand that. But at the same time, how do you respond to the old saying, why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? Um... I mean, there's other things that women and men can cut off if they want to get married. No, I no, we're not having sex. No. Yes. Nobody listen, that is awful, awful, awful advice. You never I don't want know. listen, and you've said this before, you never want to use sex as a tool to remedy something in your relationship. You don't use yeah. sex as a punishment. Sex is a form of love. I use and- my dick as a punishment. <laughs> Good and bad. (laughs) You use sex as a way to express your love to someone. You don't take it away in order to hurt them. It's not your job in a relationship to punish the person that you're with. If you legitimately don't want to have sex with someone because of the way that they're treating you or something that they've done, that feeling is coming to you honestly. That is okay. But when you withhold it, there's nothing but bad circumstances hanging out waiting for you on the other side well, maybe, of that. Maybe you're right, but... You I, definitely can't I just, do that. I just feel like living with somebody, you get to see the real them. No, but... I, and you don't want to wait till it's too late to get the real to, person. But here's the thing, and it's a lot of people's, and I don't want to say just female, because a lot of men, their happy ending is with a wife and a family. It's a lot of people's goal in life to get married and uh-huh. to raise a family, amongst other things. And... If you give someone all of the benefits of being married, it can hinder their urgency to take that step. I agree. And you can be doing yourself a disservice if that's what you really ultimately want in this world. I agree. So. But. But what? But. If you change that, change it where it's like now living with you makes me not want to get married to you. That can stop, you know, because I'm sure that there are people that live separately and then got married to live with each other and hate it. But I like what she has already done, partially living with someone where technically you're not living with them. You have a few things at their apartment or at their place. You know why it's not good? Because if we argue, right, and we get into a a beef or disagreement, Mm -hmm. 
you're used to saying, right, I'm just going back to my own house. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing because you and I both know when we get into an argument, there is no, all right, I'm out, I'm going to my own house. There mm-hmm. is none of that. We have I got to lay next to you with this screw face. Exactly. Until we <laughs> figure this shit out. Right. And I think living apart sometimes allows that, allows that out where I don't necessarily have to deal with the problems, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, one thing in a marriage is, you know, you deal with everything. There's good days. But hold on. There's me, bad days. Me, there's attitudinal days. But we have to deal no, with each other. No, but that's how we deal with each other. My mom but dealt no, with it. Your mom lot dealt of, with let it. Let me tell you, a lot of couples, if we get into an argument, I'm walking out on you. If we live together, I'm walking. I'm going to go sleep at my boy's house. I'm going to go hang out at my girl's house or... You know, I'm gonna give you some time to cool off. And a lot of times people don't even talk. You know, you can disappear for three days and not even call the person that you're with. That happens. Well, that's people sh- disappear on each other. Well, Just because we don't do that well, doesn't mean that that's not what's going, we can out, do is going base, on out in the world. Our life on base, you know, questions but and I'm, answers. But I'm here to what tell you that people walk out. You've, you can imagine it. Like you've seen it on TV. I'm sure you can imagine your friends that have gone through this. We get into an argument. We can't see eye to eye. Next thing you know, you hear steps down the hallway and a door slam and a car start and then the engine rev down, down the street. Do you know what's going to happen? What? I'm getting in the car and I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> no, but you don't know till he's already down the street or she's already down then the I'm street. Then I'm getting in my but car that's, but and that's we're following. How people where deal are we with going? It. So living with each other isn't a way that's going to keep you together in the midst of an argument. I, I people walk out on arguments all the time. I don't necessarily think that but, people should. I mean, I know they do. I, I think that you should try to solve the uh, conversation and the agreement. I know sometimes always. people get overheated and they get mad and, and they leave and they leave and they, you know, I, I, I don't think that they should because, you know, you're not going to be in a situation where you, you can leave all the time. Right. You know, you're not going to be in a situation. You might be, fuck it, excuse my French, you might be in church and you get into an argument where you just got to talk Who's arguing in church? What are we talking about right now? You're right. You're right. But you, you could be in a situation where you argue and you want to be there and you don't want to just show your kids when things don't go your way I can just walk out right. you got you to gotta be able to handle your problems and to deal with it and not only that one other thing is you know if we're in a relationship where you leave every three days you know what I don't know because and this is going to sound disgusting I want to see you poop you want to marry me? I want to see you poop. I want to see, like, because I know sometimes women don't like to poop in front of their man. Men don't like to poop in front of their woman. No, poop in front of me. Show me it's real. Why are you looking at me like that? And just where your mind goes sometimes. I'm just, I'm just scared. Like, I want, no, poop like, in front I, of me. I feel like I relate to you really well, but then there's times I just feel very, very disconnected Don't I poop from in front you. of you? And I don't like it, homie. Like, I don't like it. I, I, I got to poop. But there's bathrooms down the hall. We've talked about this before. I got to poop. I, don't, I, don't, I got to poop. <laughs> I don't like I don't walking into my room and it's smelling like a cesspool. Like, I don't like that. You I have options. Poop. You don't have to poop in my personal space. Wait, no, no. This bathroom is, is right there. See, I'm looking that, at the bathroom right now. Bathroom see, is right there. And that's where you get it fucked up. Like And, this, and, and I told the kids this too. Like, don't get it fucked up. This is not your mother's bedroom. Like I'm going to Ma's room or oh, Dad. I'm, I'm I'm going to I'm going to Mom's room. Where is it? In this Mom's is room. Absolutely, no, my bedroom. This is not Mom's room. <laughs> this is Mom's. This room. is my motherfucking bedroom too. And, and every time You're the just kids a visitor. say they piss me off. Oh, Dad. Um, uh, Dad, can I can I have twenty dollars? I'm like, yeah. Where is it? In Mom's room? No, it's my. my it is. It's room. my room. They they've all got it right. No, no. they've all got it right. This is, this is our room. <laughs> but with her, um. I absolutely agree. Now, not based off of experience because we lived together during college, but for her, that's her conviction. That's what in her her heart, 
she feels is right. So I would rock with what I feel is right. And I do believe that you cut down on the urgency when, you know, another person has every piece of you just right in front of him on a silver platter. I think that he should want for something. And if that's the type of lifestyle that he wants to live, then he should take steps towards making that commitment. And that's your advice. And in the meantime, you should visit each other, you know, spend two days at his house, spend three days at his house, but then always have your place that you go back to have your own safe haven. Because if you're not married and something happens and you guys break up, then what you have to turn around and move out. Now you got to go find an apartment. No, there's commitments for a reason. Marriage happens for a reason. I, I just feel like you're supposed to take those steps with a reason in mind. You don't get the fruits of it without taking those steps. So I absolutely agree with her. I don't think that they should move in with one another until they take that step, until he commits to her. And the last part that she asked, I definitely want you to address, she said something to the effect of, you know, what if, or do you think that he might leave me if I don't take that step towards moving in with him? Well, I mean- If he leaves you- for that reason, then rest assured that you made the right decision. Okay. Relationships have to be a compromise. You can't just do what he says because he says it. You have to feel good about it before you take that step. So if you're worried about him leaving you as a consequence, then it's not the right relationship. Okay. All right. Well, I disagree. I mean, you said what you said. I, you know, I say I that, said what I said. I said, you know, I think that you should move in with him and let him bust in your face and put it in your asshole. <laughs> so right, I did on that. that note, we got to go. I did that. We I mixed, mixed both emails yes, together. Right. See, I now did that. You see, I did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We have to go. Move in. Let him bust in your face and in your butt. All right. It's time to get up out of here. Uh-huh. Once again, don't forget, Highline Ballroom, our live show is February 19th. Make sure you're in the building with us. And next week, we're going to be, uh, we're going to tell you something that's going to be fly. That Guy and I are going to be doing All-Star Week in L.A. So oh, we'll, we'll fill yeah. you guys in and tell you what you got, how you guys can check us out in L.A. But February 19th in New York, come to the live show, HighlineBallroom.com. I think there's less than 50 tickets left. Get your tickets. All right. Gotta get a ticket. Gotta get a ticket. Gotta, gotta get, get a ticket. Gotta get a ticket. All right. And uh, we'll see you guys later. I'm DJ NV. And I am Gia Casey. And that's another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.